Welcome to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. In this program, Marty discusses waterfowl and upland bird hunting, as well as the clay target shooting sports, with some of the top industry leaders and shooting pros from around the world. If you're just starting out or you've been hunting and shooting for years, we'll have wing and clay target news and information that you can use. Now, here is your host, Marty Fisher. And welcome to another great episode of Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation Radio. I am Marty Fisher, and I, I, uh, <clears throat> I'm hoping that my voice is going to make it through the evening. I'm sure it will. Uh, it's that time of year, and uh, it seems to me like uh, generally around the middle of November, I find a way to get uh, kind of get the crud in my chest and up in my head. Uh, I think a lot of that may have come, uh, or you know, a few days ago, I was um, I was up in uh, uh, just south of Atlanta, uh, teaching some wing and and clay clinics. I had 16 students, and uh, you know, we stood out in the stood out in some uh, somewhat crazy weather, and um, I had a great time doing that. I've actually got to go do that same thing tomorrow down in uh, Thomasville, Georgia, at a really nice historic plantation, but. Uh, I uh, <clears throat> I got the Z pack and the steroids, so I'm doing just fine. But hey, uh, boy, you know, hunting seasons are in. It's cold. It's really cold all across the country. It's amazing uh, how frigid it's actually gotten here. Uh, you know, in in the past uh, week or so, and um, uh, getting reports. You know, down here in the deep south, ducks are showing up like crazy. That's a good thing. You know, they've uh, uh, they've been shooting over in uh, in uh, in the UK and Europe for. For months, that down south of the equator, where I go a lot, down to Argentina, Bolivia, Uruguay, you know, places like that, down in South America, uh, you know, southern countries and on the African continent, you know, it's 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 not becoming winter there; it's becoming spring there. And uh, uh, you know, now the farmers are planting, and and uh, still some really good shooting down in in uh, that part of the part of the world. So you know, hopefully, some of you folks are going down for some doves or pigeons or something like that. Um, but uh, we're in full swing, all, literally all over the world. There's uh, there's there's uh, a lot of bird hunting going on. Um, real quick, in my wing and clay news, I, I do want to uh, uh, talk a little bit about that. I, <clears throat> uh, my good buddy Gus Bader, who uh, who owns TriStar Arms uh, over outside of Kansas City, uh, uh, they just got a a really nice award on their uh, Viper G2 bronze. Uh, semi-automatic shotgun, the 410, which, uh, you know, it's really hard for gun companies to make a really super semi-automatic 410. And uh, TriStar has certainly done that. Gun weighs less than six pounds. Uh, shoots two and a half, three-inch shells. You know, Gus used to own American Arms years ago. And uh, he he uh, uh, got out of that side of, of the business and uh, started TriStar. And this is a guy that's really peculiar about functionality of his gun. So the triggers and... Uh, and the action are, are things that are really important to him. So congratulations um, to TriStar uh, for their Viper G2 bronze shotgun. Glad that they uh, that they won that. Uh, <clears throat> real quick, uh, some consumer events cranking up right after Christmas. Shot show in Las Vegas this year is uh, January 20 to 24. That's really not a consumer show, but you know it's pretty much all things hunting and shooting related for what you're going to be seeing in stores in the fall of 2020. Um, and the items generally start getting delivered around the 1st of July, so uh, there'll be a lot of really cool stuff, and we'll have reports on all of the cool stuff that's coming, you know, once we uh, once we turn over into the new year. Um, and, you know, 60,000 people there, uh, everybody in the industry, it's, it's not open to the public, it's, it's industry only, but 60,000 people. That's a lot of folks looking at walking around a million square feet. Um, lots of good stuff coming from there. Uh, the Houston Safari Club got a hunting expo coming up uh, January 24, 26. Uh, Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. That'll be in February 1st through the 9th. And then the Safari Club has their big international convention in Reno this year again, uh, February 5th through the 8th. Uh, some shooting events, uh, you know, we, we're talking hunting, but you know what? We're getting ready to uh, crank up the, the clay target season uh, down in Florida and over in Arizona, you know, places where it's warm when it's cold everywhere else. Um, South Florida Shooting Club, uh, boy, they, uh, they're going to be busy. They've got three big events coming up. Uh, the Fiocchi Cup um, is coming up December 13 to 15. 
they've also got the uh, 2020 North American FITAS Championship. That's January 9 to 12. And the 2020 uh, Kriegoff Classic, which is, uh, wow, 650 uh, registered targets possible at that event, uh, all sporting clay stuff. And, um, you know, that takes place at the, uh, at the end of January. So uh, lots going on, uh, hunting and shooting worlds. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I want to um, uh, introduce the guests that I've got this week. We're going to be talking both. We're going to talk hunting and we're going to talk uh, recreational clay target shooting. Um, and before I do that, I want to remind everybody, the first segment of my show, as always, is brought to you by my good friends over at the Crushable Vault. You know, if you're a traveling hunter like I am, you know, you're getting in and out of vehicles all the time, throwing your guns in and out of there. Every time you do that, you're scared to death. Somebody's going to like them more than you did and uh, uh, somehow get in and take your guns out. Well, when I discovered, discovered the Crushable Vault, that was, that was it. I uh, had no more issues because these folks have got a product that looks like luggage, you know, you put your gun cases in there and you zip it up like a really good-looking piece of luggage. But they've also got a an intertwining cable system that binds those gun case that gun case or gun cases together where they cannot be opened. And then there's a cable that actually secures those to the bed of your pickup truck, in the back of your SUV, in the back seat of your car, in the trunk of your car. You know, any lockable point that you can wrap that that cable through and you are cinched in and they're going nowhere. So uh, if you want to protect your freedom and make sure that your guns get there when you get there, give them a look. CrushableVault.com. Go to their website. They've got a lot of really cool things there. I think you'll like it. If you see something that you like, uh, when you check out, just type Marty in the little promo box. That's 10% off immediately. And CrushableVault.com is the place to find it. Go there. I think you'll like what you see. So as I was saying, I've got, uh, I've got multiple guests today. Uh, in fact, I've got uh, two brothers. Uh, this, I'm going to have uh, Alex and Philip Becker from Etowah Valley game preserve and then uh philip uh, alex is the game preserve and philip is the owner and manager of etowah valley sporting clays now this particular facility of facilities are located up north of atlanta up around dawsonville georgia for those of you nascar fans you know old bill elliott from dawsonville you know and uh, they did that awesome awesome bill from dawsonville uh, but what a beautiful part of the country it is! It uh, you know, it's getting up into the into the Georgia mountains just a little bit. Uh, all the foothills, you got some nice rolls, you know, some beautiful hardwoods. Uh, just a magnificent part of the country. And uh, I think what we'll do is we're going to bring Alex on because it's hunting season, and uh, Alex is the uh, is the owner and and operator manager, if you will, of. The Etowah Valley Game Preserve. Alex, are you on the line, buddy? Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Listen, I am really, really excited because, uh, you know, I've been up in your neck of the woods and, uh, you know, been around around y'all's place, and uh, you've really got something special up there. And, w- and when you talk about a game preserve uh, near a metro uh, area. I mean, Atlanta now is over 8 million people. So, you know, you can't really put it in downtown Atlanta, but you want to get it close enough where people can really access that. And, and you guys have done that. So if you would tell me a little bit about your game preserve operation, Let you know, what, what all do you do there? What birds and things of that nature? Okay. Yeah. We, uh, we're located about 45 minutes North of Atlanta off of Georgia 400. Um, and we, uh, lease, Right around 600 acres of property um, in different locations, like some of my fields. I've got multiple hunting spots in some locations, and then I've got one spot where it's just got one field off by itself for the people that choose to that have their own dogs and choose to hunt on their own, you know, because mm-hmm. I do offer guided and self-guided hunts, um, whether it be half-day or full-day hunts. Uh one of my most popular packages is a clays and feathers uh, where you shoot clays at my brother's facility at the Sporting Clays Park. Um, you have lunch. Um, a guide picks you up there and you follow him out to the bird hunting field. And then uh, 
then you go bird hunting and then you end the day with me and uh, we get your birds cleaned up and bagged and uh, get you all on your way in a timely manner. But uh, we've been doing it for about, this is my 18th season doing the bird hunts. Um, so uh, we've been doing it about two decades and the Clays Park is about the same. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we offer pheasant, quail, chucker and when i can get them all for hungarian partridges but i should have some of those after the first of the year well i'm going to tell you something if anybody has ever shot hungarian partridge they were <clears throat> they're like a turbocharged quail oh heck yeah they I mean, uh, uh they really them. get it yeah, yeah they get it we call them grass rockets up here <laughs> and, and rightfully so that's a, they, those things are uh, I've, I've hunted them out in montana and oh my gosh it was uh it was uh, somewhat eye-opening because, uh, uh, you know, when you when, when you when you when you flush a cubby, don't start looking for singles because there aren't any. No, uh-uh. <laughs> they have a tendency to leave. But I, I I'm really intrigued by by the, the fact that you that you offer the self-guided hunts. I mean, I that that is something that a lot of places don't do, you know, for for whatever reason. But um. Uh, if you would, I mean, tell me, uh, how does that work? I mean, do, you, do they call in and say, you know, we <clears throat> we want to hunt this many birds, or you know, that, how do you how do you do that program? Well, what I what I do is like uh, some of my regular customers and new customers that may have hunted in previous seasons, I do offer a package where they can pre-buy their hunts. Uh, the in August and September, they can buy five hunts and get the sixth hunt free. And they can use them however they want. It's like five, you know, it'd be six single man hunts. And I do mm-hmm. offer it for people that need a guide and a dog too, obviously with a little bit higher price, you know, to well, account, sure. to take sure. care of the guides and stuff. But uh, yeah, we we just felt the need that, you know, just because I got people with dogs guiding for me, you know, there are some people that uh, have their own dog and want to hunt their dog. And a lot of places, you know, or just strictly guided hunts. So we felt the need that we needed to offer when we started it out, we felt the need to offer uh, people with their own dogs a place to go hunting too and just kind of blossom from there. But it's real popular. You know, nowadays there is a lot more people that do have their own dogs. Um, and I have helped several of my customers that have purchased dogs uh, get their dogs hunting and uh, whatnot because I do, I do help people um, – in the off season to uh, train their dogs, you know, and I do it a little bit during the season, but it, you know, I just, they just have to be flexible on what, uh, you know, with my schedule as far as running the preserve and stuff like that. So, um, but it's just, just something we offer and it, you know, over the past several years, I, my volume of people with their own dogs has increased, but we still do quite a few, uh, guided hunts also. Cause if you count myself, uh, we got nine different guides. Wow. And, um, uh, and each guide has, you know, got several guides with short hairs, like I run short hairs and several of my guides do, but I've got guides that run Britneys and some guides that run English pointers and English setters. So we've got a wide variety of dogs. So if someone's looking for a certain breed of dog to hunt behind, we, we more than likely can make it happen. Right. Well, and, and you know, I mean, and you're, and you're so right. Uh, people that have dogs, Mm-hmm. Uh, in many instances, don't have a place to hunt those dogs. No, and that is the one thing that 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 you're able to do. You're you're able to provide a venue, you know, that's that's really managed properly. I mean, that's a big part of of all of the hunting that the place looks like it's supposed to. It's a, you know, you know, you're you know you're there hunting and and uh, you know the do you, you you are a preserve. I mean, let's you know we we won't try to sugarcoat that and say that, you know, that everything's wild because, you know, you're a preserve and that's, and there are some great preserve hunts. Now, do you yeah. do uh, on your, on some of your, I know you don't do a lot of early release pheasant, but I mean, do you do some early release stuff on your quail and, and maybe your chuckers? No, uh, not really. Um, I mean, I, what happens is as my season progresses, birds build on the fields, uh, sure. especially the quail birds, um, because I do a lot more quail than anything else. But, you know, it's not uncommon for people to go out there and say, you know, with one of my hunts, they just get 12 quail per person. It's not uncommon for them to see, you know, 15 to 20 birds if it's a single man hunt. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's seeing, you know, at least five to 10 more birds than what's put out there for them. And it could be 
any type of bird, whether it's a pheasant, quail, or a chucker. But, you know, way I see it is if I go somewhere and I see more birds than what's put out, then that's where I want to go. You know, and I and I get calls from people all the time just wanting to run their dog, but not buy a hunt. And I don't allow that because I know they're going to start taking my birds. So I leave those birds so everyone that comes hunting with me is going to see more birds than what's uh-huh. put out. <clears throat> well, and, and I, I think the, the the beauty of all of it is that you're actually hunting. You know, yep. you go to you go to some preserve operations, and I mean, literally every fifty yards, the dogs go on point. Yeah, and that's not to me. And, and I hate to say this, I mean, that's not really hunting. I mean, that's you know, that's just uh, kind of walk and shoot. Yeah. I mean, I want I want to see the birds work. I want to see. I mean, excuse, I want to see the dogs work. I want to see them. You know, have to actually locate the birds and and go on point and. You know, we've got to we've got to get there before the you know something makes those birds want to move, and you know that's that's really what the hunting is is all about. Now, is is everything that you've got there is it is it is it all walking? I mean, you don't do you don't do any riding once you get to the field. I mean, you're you're pretty much on, it's a walking hunt. Yeah, it'd be walk behind hunts. Now, if someone is handicapped and needs a buggy, then we can arrange to have a buggy on the field for them. Mm-hmm. That way they can ride point to point, hop off, shoot, hop back in, go on to the next point. You know, right. we set the field, the spacing between birds accordingly, depending whether they're walking or if they're on a buggy. You know, sure. that way, just to make sure that they're not dropping birds on birds they haven't seen yet. So mm-hmm. we try to accommodate everybody, you know, and we do also offer tower shoots too. You know, or a British tile hunt, you know, where your birds or pheasant shoot from release position on the birds. So we do offer that also. Well, that's, that's one way to that's one way to um, to fill your field up with uh, with pheasants. That's for sure, because I, I've been on a bunch of those. And, you know, dare I say, a, a lot of those birds get away and, oh, yeah. uh, and they, they have to go somewhere. Now, do you have a <clears throat> uh, how do you work your hunts? I mean, is it, is it two people on the ground? typically or or you know do you allow you know more than two people on the ground uh you know to walk in on a point or is it or is it just two correct yeah we will take up to four people occasionally i'll slip a fist fifth person in but way my guides work it is they will have four guns the fifth gun will be hanging behind them that way if a bird goes behind everybody the person that's back there with the guide will take that shot and not have to worry about the other four guns spinning Uh to take a shot um but yeah we'll we'll do anywhere from one person to four people out on a hunt there is a small upcharge to take a single person out but we will take one person out on a hunt we don't combine people with other groups that they may not know the people in well one of the things that 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 i i want to try to push here you know a lot of folks um come to atlanta for Various reasons. I mean, a lot of guys come for court for conventions. I mean, all sorts of things. And you know, you got a lot of guys that kind of sit around the, the hotel room when they have those free days, wondering what to go do. And uh, you know, you're close enough to uh, to to all of that metro Atlanta area that uh, you know, if, if people you know just just kind of want to come out and shoot and, and have a hunt, do you have could you could you provide guns for some from people if if they don't have guns? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do offer gun rentals at the Game Preserve and at the Sporting Clays Park. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have people from shoot all over the world. Like this weekend coming up, I have a gentleman coming in from Saudi Arabia. He uh, reached out to me. He wanted he wanted he'd never hunted and he wanted to see what it was like. And I said, sure, man. We'll get you hooked up, and I'll see you Saturday morning. So he's coming in Saturday morning. So I get people from all over the United States and from abroad coming to hunt with me. So, you know, we welcome everybody, you know, because some preserves, if you've never hunted before, they'll turn you away, or if you, especially if you ask for a gun rental. So Mm -hmm. we try to, you know, we specialize in getting people hunting and shooting that may not have ever done it before. So, you know, we, we go to great lengths to make sure everybody can get out there and enjoy the sport of shotgunning well that's that's terrific well out of curiosity now you know and <clears throat> you know a lot of guys that that go go do this and this is uh, uh this is something that that you know folks that are just you know writing a check to go hunt they don't think about what i'm getting ready to ask you very often yeah. alex but talk what challenge what are your challenges i mean you know a lot of people don't have any idea what what you know owning and managing a facility like this 
entails. I mean, uh, throw a little bit about, I mean, I, I, you know, one would obviously be weather. I mean, my gosh, yeah. you, you know, you can't control the weather. No. But, uh-huh. but, but I'm sure there, and, and up there, I mean, you could you even get some snow up there from time to time because you're starting, starting to sneak up around those mountains. Oh, but, yeah. But just, just in general, I mean, you know, what, what, are, the, what are the things that, that you gotta, you, you got to get right? Well, one of the biggest things, you're right, it is the weather. And with us being at the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains, um, yeah, weather does play a big factor. And my dad taught me a long time ago how to read the weather coming across on the radar to, uh, you know, he's much better than I am. But, you know, you just got to be able to confidently tell people when there's rain in the forecast that, you know, hey, we're going to be fine, you know, because if it's Mr. Drizzle, I will uh, – I'll I'll still hunt, but if it's pouring down rain, we will reschedule Uh and whatnot. So that's one of my biggest challenges. And a lot of people don't realize that, uh, you know, yeah, we hunt for six months straight because we are a preserve. um, But there are six months that, you know, no, we're not taking off. We're we're revamping and getting everything ready for the next season, like growing birds. um, You know, the pheasants, I grow all those from day-old chicks, and then I've got a good grower out of North Carolina for my other birds. So, you know, one of the biggest challenges is weather and, you know, just making sure that the fields look the way I want them to look before the season starts. Mm -hmm. As far as, uh, you know, I I use natural cover and I plant uh, hybrid grain sorghum in the field, so I'm not planting the whole field. I use a mixture of the sorghum and the natural grasses. But, you know, I try to keep it pretty weed-free, like cuckaburs and beggar lice. I try to keep them knocked back because, uh, you know, for one, the cuckaburs are not good on the dogs. They get, they chew them up, you know, in the armpits and stuff. So I try to keep mm-hmm. them down to a minimum and stuff. And But I still, you know, try to keep it as wild as a hunt as possible. Sure. Well, and, and here's the other thing, you know, <clears throat> for hunters who who are listening that don't know what beggar lice are, trust me, if you <laughs> if, if you walk through a couple of those bushes, you'll know in a hurry because yeah, you, uh, you'll know you're going to be spending some time getting them off of you. Now, you know, they don't hurt. They just they just cling to your clothes like yeah, crazy. They do. they do, most definitely. But y'all boys down in South Georgia got a good trick on how to get them off. Uh, ungin raw cotton is the best mm-hmm. way to get them off, but yes, a pocket sir. knife I mean, works hey, pretty good. That's exactly right, and that's what you got to do. And you know, and I live down here on that stuff, and and uh, and I can promise you, I have I have peeled many of those things off of my of my pants, and and of course, my wife when she sees that, if I happen to miss some. You know that becomes a uh, a bit of a huge challenge for me. So, oh, um, definitely. You know, but I uh, now uh, a little bit about you know uh, you know your 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 physical facility. I mean, you've got mm-hmm. a, a clubhouse or what? You know, what what do you have there at the? At I, the- I do have a small clubhouse. Um, the you know, and I lease the ground that that's on from a a good customer of my or a good friend of mine. Um, but it's just a small clubhouse, just enough. You know, I do have a little bunk room where I can sleep four people overnight. You know, it's kind of primitive, but they do have access to the kitchen and stuff like that. You know, because in order for me to keep my costs down, it's better off for me that they kind of feed themselves if they're spending the night. But now if they're on an all-day hunt or on a clays and feathers, we do feed them. You know, but if they're uh, – if they're uh, Spending the night, you know, I figured they could bring some stuff, and I'm close enough to Dawsonville to where, you know, food is five minutes away. So to keep my sure. costs down, sure. I don't have a big multi-million dollar lodge that uh, people are having to pay for. You know, I spend my money on good birds, uh-huh. um, you know, and I do have quail birds that fly as good, if not better, than wild birds. All right. Well, if, uh, here's what we're going to do. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm up on a break. And I want to go ahead and uh, and and take that, and when and um, when we come back, I will um, I'll spend a little bit of time talking with your brother about the Sporting Clays place. But okay. before we take that break, I want to let everybody know that the, the segment that we just did was brought to you by my good friends at Nagrini Gun Cases. Now you know for. Folks, everybody's got a gun case. I mean, your gun came in a case, uh, you know, for the most part, and. Um, uh, I would dare say that most of you have a Negrini case. You may not even know it because uh, it doesn't say the name Negrini on it. But if you're shooting a Beretta, if you're shooting a Browning, if you're shooting a Cesar Garini or a, uh, 
or a Blosser or a Kriegoff or a Parazzi or, my gosh, all sorts of others. Uh, Negrini made those cases. Uh, they've been doing that for the industry for more than 35 years. And um, they've got a custom line, too, and uh, that's what I use. And it's well worth going to the Negrini website to take a look at those custom cases. They are absolutely remarkable. Um, very, very lightweight, TSA-approved, international airline-approved um, Beautiful, rich Italian leather, if you want it. Uh, beautiful upholstery on the inside uh, that you can pick colors. Uh, just absolutely something uh, remarkable. And, you know, somebody with, with nice guns, I want them to rest. When they're at rest, I want them to rest in the most comfortable uh, things that I can put them in. So check these guys out, negrinicases.com. See something you like, and uh, you spend 200 bucks. Uh, Negrini will send you a waterproof shot shell case, and they'll pay for the shipping. Just type my name, Marty, in the promo box, and you'll be on the way. Check them out, negrinicases.com. So, Alex, thank you. We're going to – I'll say goodbye before the end of the show, but uh, I appreciate it. We're going to take a a network commercial break here, and when we come back, we'll have Philip Becker, and we're going to talk a little bit about Etowah Valley Sporting Clays. Stay tuned. Wing and Clay Nation will be right back after these messages. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned into marty fisher's wing and clay nation if you have a question or comment about the show we're here via email wing and clay radio at gmail.com that's wing and clay radio at gmail.com now let's get back to this week's show and back we are and hey folks if you are social media freaks like i have had to become in my elderly years um i want to invite you to come to the uh, wing and clay nation social media outlets that we have uh, got a great website uh, wingandclayradio.com uh, on facebook it's facebook.com slash wingandclayradio on twitter twitter.com slash wingclaynation and on instagram instagram.com slash wingandclayradio all of those uh, are active you know i um I try to stay on them as much as I can, and if you have any questions or observations or anything like that, by all means, feel free to, uh, you know, feel free to uh, <clears throat> to chime in and and uh, and be on board. You know, we we certainly want that. Uh, I also know that you everybody can't listen live, but these shows are downloaded 
to uh, to the website and to the show website uh, on the uh, Voice America Variety Channel, and then we're also uh, syndicated to podcast. Uh, that that takes place generally the day after we do the live airing of each show, and uh, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. And now the uh, iHeartRadio podcast as well. So if you listen to any of those, just type in Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. And I can tell you that every show that we have ever done will pop up on that screen. And you can pick and choose to listen as you wish. Now, I want to go to my second guest. You know, Alex was great talking about the Etowah Valley Game Preserve. And, uh, you know, boy, it is bird season, but you know what? It's still clay season, too, and we've got a lot of that going on. Uh, Etowah Valley Sporting Clays. And, you know, I got I got my introdu- introduction to um, to Richard Becker, who uh, uh, was a founder of, uh, of the Etowah Valley uh, shooting facilities, if you will. I put in a five stand for him uh, quite some time ago, and, and it didn't take long to – you know, that he needed, all of a sudden he needed to move, he needed more land, he needed more of a little bit of everything because they're in a really, really good spot up there north of Atlanta. And uh, his son, Philip Becker, is the owner and manager of Etowah Valley Sporting Clays, and you guys say Sporting Clays Park, so I'm going to start doing that as well. Philip, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Marty. Thanks for having me. Listen, it's my pleasure, buddy. And uh, uh, how's your dad, by the way? He's doing great. He's doing good. You know, he's uh, still kicking and getting around. He's a, he's the man of the plan. He's the man. Well, there you go. And I'll tell you what, uh, uh, you know, he started something in a great spot up there that, uh, and I knew it was going to be successful. You know, I look at, uh, uh, you know, I do a lot of marketing consulting and all of that for shooting clubs. And, you know, the one thing that I do know is you've got to be close enough to a bunch of people. Right. And, and I think Richard knew that too. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, to, to, to have this, you know, 45, 50 minutes from, from Atlanta is just a just a godsend from a from a range owner standpoint. So, tell me a little bit. You know, the things have really evolved since since we put in that first little five stand. Uh, tell me a little bit about Ella Valley Sporting Clays Park and what the different amenities you have there. All right. Well, since uh, the since you came up and did the five stand, we've uh, changed locations. Uh, obviously, you know that now. Um, okay. We uh, we moved just just a couple minutes down the road. We got us a nice little swatch of land that we. Uh, Put us put a sporting clays park on. We got about four uh, sporting clay courses on our at our facility. Um, we got ranging from difficulties from beginner to more advanced. Um, you know, we all, we do offer a great beginning a beginner shooting range. It's so people never shot a gun before can go up there and have fun and break targets because it ain't no fun if you don't hit none. And uh, you know, we also have a, a pavilion that we. Uh, that we rent out and have uh, weddings at. We have, uh, you know, groups meet out there because they want to be outside. We also have a, a nice lodge at our facility that we use with the old Amish-style uh, setting of the mm-hmm. barn, barn-style setting. And, you know, we just we just cater to the shooter, you know. We are, we're here to instill the uh, traditions of shooting, passing down generations from the family. We're family-orientated well, yeah. and everything. <clears throat> Sure, I, and you know, I I just love the fact that you know that uh, that weddings are held at shooting clubs these days. That that gives a shotgun wedding a whole different connotation. <laughs> but you know, in reality, uh, there's a lot of that going on. A lot of folks don't realize that. But if you've got a nice facility, you know, and you do, I mean, you I, I've seen the pavilion. It's really really nice. I mean, you know, what what's better than you know somebody that loves this. I mean, you, you you typically get married, uh, you know, in places that mean something, and right. um, you know, and and I think that's great that you, that you're able to do that. Now, you know, <clears throat> being in the area that that you are, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of people, and of course, the, the the challenge with all of those people is is to attract them uh, up to your facility. So. Um, a little bit about your, your marketing strategy. I know you do charity events. I know you do corporate. Uh, you, you do some registered tournaments. Uh, you know, you've got some other things going on. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how how do you reach out and market to people and what markets are you looking for? Well, um, we reach out 
from to people through social media and you know we also do some advertising but you know it's we have about 30 percent new customers come in on a daily basis you know people are just now finding out about us even though we've been doing this for a fairly long time like my brother said um you know we we have charity events uh groups uh churches have charity events and fundraisers for uh certain you know certain causes and and that helps get the word out as well you know we have major you know some major corporate shoots that those are kind of closed off but you know they still they still uh, put out the word to people that were there and um you know yeah you, like you said it's it's hard getting the word out there but you know once you it's just word of mouth basically and people just love to shoot shotguns and you know like i said 30 percent of our new our customers on a daily basis are new clientele well so, that, that's that's really remarkable. Now, now you, you you do a few registered shoots every year for National Sporting Clay. Yes, we do. We do have we we do some registered shoots. Um, we're hoping to get some more turnouts, and more people showing up for them. But you know, um, we have one this weekend coming up on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, Sunday. Um, but um, oh, it's well, you know, yeah, yeah, and and you know, and 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 the and the challenge obviously is, you know, you you've got to <clears throat> those folks, you know, travel to shoot. You know, I, I mean, I was at the at the national championship here, not too long ago, and there were quite a few people from Georgia. I mean, Georgia's got a lot of shooters, but they've also got a lot of shooting opportunity, and that's a that's a big thing, and. You know, uh, you know the, the registered events for whatever reason. You know, since hunting seasons are in, do kind of slow down a little bit. But but doing it on a Sunday is not a bad idea because, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of folks are not hunting on on Sunday. Um, now, the one thing that, that that I know you do too, and I'm really into this, and boy, I promote this as hard as I can on the show. Um, you do some some things with the youth programs too, as I understand it. Yes, sir. We do have a, a youth shooting team that's based out of Etowah Valley. Um, it's taken on it's taken on a pretty good role, and um, you know, getting a lot of lot more interested youth in the shooting uh, sport and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's they've done they've done pretty fair for themselves. Um, I mean, I'm proud of our proud of our youth shooting team. We've had a couple couple guys or a couple kids go and get scholarships and stuff from some colleges, and mm-hmm. you know, it's. It's great to see the youth shoot the youth in, interested in the sport because we hate to see this thing die off. We we try to keep this sport going as long as we can. You know what I'm saying? Well, the beauty of it is, uh, you know, at at this point, and and this is just this is just fact. I mean, there are more kids shooting shotguns at clay pigeons today than ever in history. That's, and you know that uh, that that there's a lot to be said for it. You know, Scholastic Clay Target Program, 4-H shooting. Boy Scouts. I mean, there are a lot of different ways for for these kids to get involved. I'm actually working with you know with my university right now to uh, at Georgia Southern, that, you know, down here in South Georgia, which is a big school. I mean, it's twenty seven thousand mm-hmm. students. But uh, you know, we are in the process of putting together a co- the competition shotgun program for Georgia Southern. We'll <clears throat> we'll go out and we'll compete against Alabama and Clemson and Texas A and M and Florida and you know and all of those. All of those big name schools, and uh, and some of those smaller schools too that uh, that put some pretty good teams out there. So, you know, <clears throat> that that's going to be a lot of fun. And I really I tip my hat to you for doing that because that's 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 such a big big thing. Now, when you do your events, um, some let's say somebody calls you and and says, "Hey, I want to do I'm I'm bringing X people." Mm-hmm. Um, or, are you set up to do the, the catering and and uh, and all of that type of stuff? Yeah, when we have when it, when we have our big events, if uh, you know, say somebody calls me up and says I'm I want to bring a group of so and so so many people up there, you know, we we um, we give them the option that they can have it catered or they can you know we can we can do it for them. Um, you know they they book a they book a shoot with us and figure out a date. You know. This time of year is pretty popular for everybody wanting to do some shoots this time of year because it's mm-hmm. cooled off a little bit and and the weather plays a big role in the the shooting facilities and everything. So, um, you know, they they call us and we we shoot them in ideas of catering and you know, however, we we actually cater to them is what we right. do. We we actually we're we're here for their needs and mm-hmm. having them have a good shoot and getting off of a, a pop you know a a good shoot for themselves. Right. 
Now, on the on the charity side, because that has <clears throat> that has gotten to be a a, a big deal, um, and I, I think a lot of a lot of folks uh, that want to go to to do a charity deal. Um, the one thing they need to understand, and, I, and I, I think you'll agree with me, you know, it's really not your job to sell their charity event. You know, if somebody comes to you and says, okay, we want your facility, and how many people can you handle? You know, but it's really their job to sell those teams and all of that kind of stuff. I think right. a lot of times people have a misconception that uh, the gun club's going to do it, and that's not really the gun club's job. You're exactly right there. You're exactly right. A lot of people do, you know, there is some folks that understand the role that they have to play in it. You know, they have their own marketing people to get out there and get in touch with uh, uh, their groups. You know, like today, we had a pretty big shoot today that was a charity event. And uh, Mm -hmm. there was a bunch of uh, Vulcan material people there and everything. And, uh, you know, they somebody reached out to them and got a hold of them and it's, I think that's a group of people that did that and they do have the misconception that thinking the gun club should sell the sell the, the shoot for them and you know we try to help out as much as possible we do we do put sure. them out there sure we put them on our social media and, and our website and stuff but you know we can only do so much we are a gun well, club <laughs> yeah and that's the thing I mean when you do that uh, <clears throat> you know realistically uh, you know your regular shooters you know, may may say, hey, you know, we want to put a team in there. Okay, you've done your job to to help that way. Right. Uh, but I I I I know that that's a that's a a huge part of the revenue source. But you you only have the capability to do so much. I mean, I I, I know how that is with uh, with gun club folks. Now, pro shop, talk to me about your pro shop. Do you, do you sell guns? Yeah, we do. We uh we sell Berettas and Benellis. Um, we we have a. You know, not a ma- not a massive selection of high end extensive guns. You know, but we have the we have the tanks for the people that want to come in there and uh, get get started and have a have a gun lasting for you know their grandkids grandkids. You know, I, I stand behind Beretta. I think they're really good uh, over and unders. They they do last a pretty good while. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some clothing in there. We have some t shirts from the club. Uh, um, you know, chokes, whatever you need. If, if I ain't got it on hand, give me a day or two and I'll have it there for you. I'll bend, my, bend over backwards trying to get it for my customers, you know. Well, and nobody can ask for anything more than that. I mean, it, it's not it's not like you're a Cabela's or a Bass Pro. I mean, you you know, you can't you can't stock everything, but, right. uh, you know, you, you get the stuff that folks typically need. And, you know, if somebody, somebody wanted a, a different, a higher grade Beretta, I'm sure you could get that yeah. form without any problem. Sure can. So uh, <clears throat> now, shooting school. Do you do anything? I, I know. I noticed on your website. I, I kind of went there and looked around. You've got, um, you know, you're you're a level one NSCA guy, but <clears throat> more than likely you don't have a lot of time to go to go out and teach. So, what do do you have? Shooting instructors, so let's say somebody wanted to come in and have a shot. So, hey, can somebody really help me and give me a lesson? Well, we get that all the time. We get people that, you know, that don't bother calling ahead and just showing up wanting to shoot. And I'm there pretty much all the time. You know, if, I, if I'm free, I'll, I'll be happy to go out and give them a lesson. Um, but, you know, we, we try to urge them to get, get on the website and contact the instructors. And, you know, we have about half a dozen good instructors there that really, really qualified to do the job. Um, you know, we also have one that's qualified to get the Boy Scouts their their badges. I know you mentioned something about the Boy Scouts mm-hmm. earlier. They, sure. uh, you know, they got to have a certain uh, they got to NS have an NSCA uh, instructor, and then they got to have an NRA instructor as well to get their badges. And we have one of those as well that works for that you know works out of our facility. Um, we do a lot of things with the Boy Scouts, and we do a lot of things with the. Uh, um, just general public. We you know we're we're open to the public gun club, and we're not we're not a private sector to where you have to be a member. You know anybody can come in there and give them give them enough common sense, and we'll we'll stick it in there. We'll give them a gun, and we'll we'll take them out there and have them breaking targets in mm-hmm. no time. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you the same question that I asked Alex a little while ago, um, and and I'll even phrase it the same way. You know. <laughs> A lot of guys don't know the trials and tribulations that are range on their faces. And I know my listening audience, you know, some of them that listen are range owners. Some of them that listen are shooters. Some of them that listen are just hunters who don't really shoot clays, but every now and then show up and, and do. Um, 
What are you, what what challenges do, do you run into kind of on a daily basis? I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure I can name some weather being one of them, of course, <laughs> right. but, but obviously there are others. Like you said, weather permitting, you know, it is a fair weather sport, um, you know, and a lot of people don't like to get out there and especially if they got a high end gun, they don't want to get out there in the rain and get it soaked and wet. But, you know, the weather is a big factor in, the, uh, you know, the population of the, the people at the Clays Park. Um, you know, you've got, you know, machines that you got to constantly keep maintained and up and running, you know, and because nobody likes to push a button and the target don't come out, they, they kind of frown upon that. So we try to keep our machines, you know, going and have have a couple backups just in case, um, mm-hmm. you know, keeping the, keeping the inventory stocked up and, you know, clay targets and ammo stocked in there because people think that we got all kinds of ammo. When we, we sell certain, certain ammo, we don't sell all the ammo. You know, a lot of people bring their own ammo, which is fine. We don't, we don't frown upon that. Um, just the, the everyday you know the everyday thing that rain owner would face i guess um well, golf how about, carts, uh, maintenance of the golf cart is a big big uh-huh. thing too <laughs> well you know when i was when i was in the gun club management business many many years ago you know one of the things that always you know just scared me to death was you know were were all of the people that i had working for me going to show up yeah uh, and, and i know you know you you don't have a huge staff so you know, I, I, I mean, how tough is it to, to find, you know, young folks that want to work? Well, that, there you go. That's the key. You know, it seems like this this millennium generation doesn't seem, they seem to think that they should sit there and get paid and they don't want to work for their <laughs> living. But, you know, not all of them, some of them do, you know, not all of them. There is some good kids out there, but, you know, I've got, a, you know, I found some gentlemen that work pretty good they're, they're on time when they say they're going to show up um you know whenever one of them's out it is a big factor in the, the fact of keeping the place running like a well-oiled machine so you know i try to keep them keep at least somebody on standby and it is hard to find the youth that work, wants to work and not the youth that just wants to sit there and play video games and get play get paid well you know and that and i, I mean you know I, we're we're talking about this and and i think you know, most of the people that listen, you know, they're we're we're kind of preaching to the choir because right. it seems like people that are shooters and hunters, you know, they 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 agree with us hundred percent. Right. But but it is something that that a that a range owner, you know, you face that. I mean, because uh, like you say, the equipment's got to work. The targets have to stay loaded. I mean, you yep. know, if, if you've got a bunch of people out there, you know, at some point, uh, somebody better put targets in a trap i mean that's right. that's just a, that's just the nature of the of the business but um you know just out of curiosity um when you do your corporate days i mean is that kind of your bread and butter do you think i mean you probably have more little corporate groups than anything uh, we do have a good fair amount of corporate groups i'd have to say if it's not the bread and butter it's the second in line because i'd say the bread and butter is probably the the public to us mm-hmm. you know they you know we got since we are open to the public and not a private club, um, we do, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of people, new shooters and people that don't know what they're, you know, have any idea of which way to look down the gun. So that's kind of our bread and butter is bringing in mm-hmm. the, the new shooters and people that don't know what's going on, and you know, just getting them interested in the sport and turning them on to it. You know, that's where that's what we like. We like to, you know, show to the people that's ever wondered about shooting a shotgun, how, how easy it can be and how painless it can be. If you listen to the instructor and what they have to say. <laughs> well, and the beauty, the beauty of, of, of all of this. And, and, and I know, you know, in talking with, with you guys, I get a real sense that, <clears throat> that you understand you're in the entertainment business. Exactly. You know? And when <laughs> exactly. those people come in and walk in off the street, they, they don't really know. I mean, sometimes they're scared to death. It's like, right. oh, God, you know, am I going to fit in here? Right. You know, and that is a, uh, there are, I hate to say it, there are places in this country where, you know, all of them don't fit. Right. And, uh, in, in, and I really like hearing what you're saying, um, Philip. I mean, because this is, this is really what it takes. I mean, we're, we, <clears throat> you know, we're, we, we got to make people have fun because if right. they don't have fun, they're going to go spend their money somewhere else. And that's, right. That's the, that's the kiss of death. Now, <clears throat> I want to let you, and then I'm going to get Alex back on here. How how do people get in touch with the the clay part? Um, you can go to uh, etowahvalleysportingclays.com. That's E-T-O-W-A-H, valleysportingclays.com. Um, 
you know, and you, or you can give us a call at a seven zero six two six five one or yeah two six five one six one one or you know um, just check out our website so you can go to our Facebook pages. We have a Facebook page mm-hmm. and we have on both the Game Observe and the uh, Sporting Clays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically just give us a shout out, reach out there and get in touch with us, and we'll be happy to get back with you. Well, one thing I did like, you know, you go <clears throat> you go there and you got a couple of little neat videos that kind of showcase your the facility and uh, <clears throat> kind of give people a, a, a little bit of a look at, at uh, what to expect. Right. And uh, you know, I think that's uh, that's really a good way to a good way to do it. But I, you know, hey, listen, I can't I can't thank you enough. I mean, I'm uh, you know I, I I know the facility. You know, you guys run a quality operation. And uh, and I, I really that. really really well I really appreciate you being a part of the show. Could you can you can you stick Alex back on for me real I quick? Sure will, I, Marty. I want to uh, get him to, to talk about the, how to find the preserve. All right, I appreciate it, Marty. And you have okay, a great buddy. day. Thank you. Hello. Hey, Alex. Yes, sir. All right. Um, I, 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 I let Philip, you know, kind of give us the scoop on how to get in how to get in touch with. Uh, with him over at the at the at the Clay's Park, how do we do that uh, for the game preserve? How do people get in touch with you to get information and, and book a hunt? Okay, they can call me directly at my uh, on my cell phone, which is six seven eight four one zero zero nine eight three, or they can go to my website, which is www.etowahvalleygamepreserve.com. That's all one word, um, and they can also uh, do an email submission for a hunt. Mm-hmm. And then I will, and they tell me the date and how many people, and then I'll reach out to them, give them a call, and go over the final details of the hunt and, you know, make sure that that date that they've chose will work. Because I don't post what days are open or, you know, or closed off for hunts. You know, they just pick a date, and then I give them a call back and say, yeah, that's good to go, or we might need to find a different date because I'm, I'm full that day. So, yeah, I mean, they can they can call me or they can just submit it online and I will call them and get the details and get what they want as far as birds and guides and if they need guns and all that. So whatever they need, I'll take care of it. All right, buddy. Listen, thank you so much. And folks, we're uh, <clears throat> we are just absolutely smooth out of time. And uh, <clears throat> I'm uh, have to forgive me for having all this coughing going on while I'm trying to talk, but uh, um, it'll get better. <coughs> we'll be better next week. But hey, hey th- thank you so much, us, Marty. You bet, uh, guys. Etowah Valley Sporting Clays Park and Etowah Valley Game Preserve, Dawsonville, Georgia. Uh, give these guys a look. Uh, go to their website. Go to their Facebook page. I promise you, you will have the time of your life, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening. I hope you have great days hunting, great days shooting, and by all means, take somebody new out and let them experience the wonderful outdoors like we do. Folks, we'll see you next time. Shoot well, be safe, and have fun. Thank you for listening to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. Please join Marty again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week's show, think safety first and good shooting.